This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Whitmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And I actually have Mark with me this time. No imposters like we had for the special video podcast, Mark. Yeah, I don't know who that guy was. I don't know where you got him from. He was just standing. Sean was just standing in for you. So he was some. He came from somewhere. Yeah, that was just something where uh, we were kind of starting the podcast, and I, I goofed, and I said, and I, I'm with the Mark Weber, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 I got to do it. And Sean just looked at me and went, no, do it. Like, do it. I like that. And then he went dub dub that means, which he kind of said a little bit too fast, didn't have the right delivery, but we're going to be here talking. This is an entire draft podcast. Mm-hmm. Is We're sitting here on a Tuesday night recording the podcast. We're a little over a week away. Next Thursday, we're going to be sitting down watching the NFL draft. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm really excited to, to kind of... Well, as a fan of a specific team to see who my team takes, but also just to see some of the, oh man, that guy's falling. That's my favorite thing ever. When a player starts falling, you love it. Like Geno Smith. When does it end? Geno Smith, Johnny Manziel. Brady Quinn. Uh, But those are the (laughs) things that you love to see. Colt McCoy. Notice how we're really not naming any good quarterbacks here. Uh, Brandon Whedon. It's just, oh no, Brandon (laughs) Whedon went right where he belonged uh, to the Cleveland Browns. But yeah, it's just it's fun to see that type of stuff. Uh, I'm really excited to see who the Rams are going to pick with quarterback number one. I think we know. I do. Actually, I feel no, like I don't think I they know at all. I feel like I know who quarterback number yeah. one is. It's I, just I a matter if they are aware of it. I think the Rams don't know what they're doing, but we're going to focus. We're not going to talk about the number one pick today. We're actually going to focus in on number two. Browns fans, we're going to tell you what your team should do with that now highly coveted number two pick. We're going to be talking quarterbacks not named Jared Goff. I almost said Jared Wentz. Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. And then we're going to be talking Jalen Smith. Should teams pass on him because he could be done for his whole career before it even starts. But let's look at that that number two pick, Mark. Mm -hmm. The Browns now are in the driver's seat. They're the ones that can get the King's ransom for the number two pick. And I say the Kings ransom because they can ultimately get more picks and more just in general than the Titans got for number one. Potentially, um, which doesn't really make sense. It shouldn't be that way. And I don't really necessarily know that it will be that way, but I think they're going to say to any of these teams, you got to give us at least what the Titans were getting. And that's going to make things difficult. I actually would say, here's here's the thing about Cleveland. All right. All of a sudden, the Rams go up there. They get quarterback number one. They can choose whoever they want. And the Rams, all of a sudden, who've always been said that they want Wentz. Mm-hmm. Wentz is their guy. It's the one they like. All of a sudden, they're going, oh, yeah, we like Goff, too. Yeah, Goff's pretty cool. We wouldn't mind having Goff. I think both of them are kind of like that. We're mm-hmm. like... With the Browns, it's always been Wentz, Wentz, Wentz. Now it's Goff, Goff, Goff. And the Rams, like you said, same thing. But to me, the number one, and me and you may be in disagreements. We both think Wentz should be the number one pick, Yeah, right? Wentz okay. is number one. Yeah, let none, none of this Brandon Swanson shit where he was trying to talk to me last mm. yesterday, not last week, yesterday, about Goff. You guys can check that out on the YouTube channel. But 
Yeah, I feel like Wentz is going to go number one. Then it becomes to the Browns, do you take Jared Goff Mm -hmm. or do you say who really wants him? And to me, if you follow me on Twitter, you already know my opinion, but I'm going to read the tweet that I sent out today so that the rest of you who did not see it can hear it. I said, I'm leaning towards the opinion that the Browns should trade the second overall. It's a seller's market. Cash in on them picks. That's what you have to do. Look at what the Titans did, and now the Titans have a plethora of picks. I know from firsthand because I went through three rounds in my last mock draft, and I'll tell you, picking for the Titans is like playing Madden. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you picked here? Oh, you picked here? Oh, you're, you're, you're back up two picks later. The Browns could have that and more. It shouldn't be a seller's market, though, uh, because this is not... I, I just don't get that. And the it should be obvious that the team that always drafts quarterbacks wanting to trade out should tell you something, right? This is not that great. I mean, honestly, I think the, neither, lead, I think the leadership is better now in well, Cleveland. That's sure. what we're seeing. Hugh but Jackson that's is not, now... The Wolverine is now saying, yeah, we're not going to make a hasty decision. But that's decision. not what the issue is. The issue is that... Trading number one, I mean, this Los Angeles Rams trade, sure. Shocked the world. Carson Wentz could be the next big thing. But I'm pretty sure we're going to remember this as even worse than the RG3 trade. We're going to say, really? You traded all the way? My immediate reaction to this trade, I actually haven't been on a podcast or anything since this trade happened. Yeah. No, you haven't. My immediate reaction was, we have a no-name quarterback from a no-name school going to play on one of the biggest stages in the NFL, and that's L.A. It just doesn't make sense. It blows my mind that that's going to happen. And, yes, I know it's still a Division One school, although not not the real no. Division I. Uh, it's like Division One b Well, it's FCS. Yeah. Yeah. It's still technically a Division One school. Um, just nobody knows or cares. And <laughs> – and they don't play with the big boys. They actually, they. I will say the one thing the FCS has that I like mm-hmm. is an actual playoff system, which is nice. not just like four teams that make it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, and, and I don't mean to insult Carson Wentz or anything. He's obviously a better football player than I am. But it's just, although you know, I, I had my interest in college too to play football. I could have been a punter. <laughs> we we uh, all did. We all. Yeah. Did. We. I. Had, well, I had real interest. They. They were like, you want to be a walk-on punter. What time's practice? Oh, where like was six. that at? Was that at Milliken? No, that was at North Park University North Park, in Chicago. Okay. Uh, and they were like, you want to punt? And I was like, <laughs> what time's practice? It, it was really early, and I didn't want to wake up, so I said, no, thank you. It's like uh, my dad football. My dad mm-hmm. tells me the story where he's like, he was, I want to say, a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And in high school, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do football. And then two days rolled around, and he went, fuck this. Yeah, uh-uh, no thank <laughs> you. I didn't want to wake up early. I was a college student. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways... Yeah, it's just it, it blows my mind that that's going to happen. Neither one of these guys scream. I mean, both of these are first round guys, but they don't scream number one, number two. This isn't Andrew Luck out there. It's not even really the excitement that we got out of RG three. I don't think. Uh, but hey, it's going to happen. They're making that trade, so that's all taken care of. Immediately, I'm thinking Cleveland's going to say, "Great, our guy is gone." They can't take just the number two. They can't do that. At least they have RG3. They have to really use the stopgap as a stopgap and just say, all right, let's go with the best defensive player on the board. That was my thought, but hey, if they can trade it, I say that's even better. My problem is, who the hell are they going to trade it to? They have one option to trade this pick to, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. That's it. That's the only trade option that makes sense. 
because look at this. After Cleveland, San Diego, Dallas, Jacksonville, Baltimore, then San Francisco. San Francisco's not trading above any of those teams because they don't need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You can look at my mock draft on there, and I'll spoil one thing on it. I did say that the Dallas Cowboys will go ahead and take Goff if he's there because they are going to need someone eventually, and they're a better team than that last 4-12 and record showed. So they can look to the future. But nobody's probably going to take anything above San Francisco. So it's got to be Philadelphia trading above to try and get that quarterback. I think it's going to be Chip Kelly has made ludicrous ch- trades mm-hmm. in the past, destroying the Eagles. I think it's the Niners going to make this trade. And the one thing I looked at, and I was looking at it now while you were talking, mm-hmm. and oh, like actually like finding this comparison, I wish it was the Chargers that needed this quarterback because the way I see it, Carson Wentz, in my mind, Carson Wentz goes number one, Jared Goff goes number two. But Jared Goff, I think, with me, I think the Browns should trade the pick. So really, he's not going to go number two. I don't go in number two to the Browns because in my mind, in mock drafts, I hate doing trades. Yeah, It's so like... It's so not it's not they don't hard mean to do anything. it. It's just pointless to figure out, okay, what are you gonna trade? It's like just make the pick. And just and plus, make the pick if you're in a mock draft. When you but, do a mock draft, a lot of people just go, Yeah, this trade can happen because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. There's no consequence. But here's what I think is going to happen. Wentz goes one to the Rams, Jared Goff goes number two to team X. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say it's the 49ers because I think they have the management, the only management that's stupid enough. To give away everything. But why do they need to? Here's what I'm comparing it to, though. Mm -hmm. 1998. That's all I have to say. What brings to mind when I say 1998? I'll give you a hint. He just retired. You're talking about my Peyton? Peyton Manning went number one. Ryan Leaf went number two. The Chargers were the third pick in the draft. They traded up to number two for Ryan Leaf. That's why I went, like... Just finding this out now and putting the dots together, I wish it was the Chargers that mm-hmm. needed a quarterback. Now, do, am I saying that Jared Goff is going to be as bad as Ryan Leaf? No. But I think that this whole situation has this same tone written all over it. And I say that is somebody's going to trade up for Goff, and he's not going to pan out. Yeah. Well, I, I can agree with that. Um, I honestly don't think either one of these guys are going to be that great. I think that Carson Wentz can become a Blake Bortles, a Teddy Bridgewater, a guy that kind of eases into this fairly good quarterback, go not one great step, quarterback. I, I'm going to go one step above that and going to stay with the good, not great theme uh-huh. because this quarterback hasn't won a playoff game, but I think he could be the next Andy Dalton. And the reason why I say that is I've looked at you can go and find Andy Dalton's um, draft profile from mm-hmm. ESPN and then look at Carson Wentz's almost like you're looking at the same one almost. Yeah. Similar height, weight, all the grades that they gave them, eerily similar. It's like you're almost looking at the same draft. Like if I put yeah. them up blind resume, you wouldn't be able to know who was who. That's how close these two are. The in problem I have with that comparison is Andy Dalton came on hot and he was good that rookie year. He was good mm-hmm. right away and Andy Dalton has not cooled down really. But 
Well, he also has A.J. Green. Oh, that certainly helps. But I think for, for a guy like uh, Carson Wentz, I think he's going to ease into that success if he has it. Goff, I just don't think he's going to get success. I, I really don't think it's going to happen for him. Part of it, too, is L.A. is a better situation. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think L.A. was as in good of a situation to trade everything for for this guy. I mean, they're putting themselves back about three years right now, and they're in a great division well, with really competitive. I agree with the sentiment that you had to make the pick to make the splash of new city, new town. We, no, I like think that's LA, bad management well, right no, there. No, L.A., we got to make it big. Plus, Jeff Fisher and oh, I can't remember the guy, the GM or mm-hmm. the, the operations guy for— the Rams. Ram fans, let me know who I'm talking about down below because I just can't think of his name. They're on their last year or close to their last year, so they know that their jobs are on the line. They need a guy that can help them win right now. But I think with the Browns, like I said, perfect situation because you're sitting here going, you can be basically, you know what? We have one guy in mind. If the Rams take him, it's exactly what you mentioned earlier in the podcast, or I can't remember if you mentioned it earlier in the podcast uh-huh. or before we actually hit the record button. The Browns can basically, with Team X, Eagles, Niners, whatever, the Cowboys, if Jerry Jones is crazy enough fantasy football owner to make that trade, the Browns can basically put a trade in place and say, you want this quarterback? We promise that if this quarterback is there, we will trade you the pick. If it's the other quarterback, we're going to take the quarterback. Yeah. They can do that, and that's what I think they should do. Sit on that one quarterback and then trade if the other one's there or just say, fuck it, we don't want either of them. We'll sit with RG3 for another year Mm -hmm. and get a ton of draft picks because I'm telling you, there's a quarterback coming out next year called Deshaun Watson who's going to be pretty damn good, and he's going to be in this situation next year. Yeah, and Cleveland uh, probably will be in the same situation next year. They but, always are. Sadly yeah. enough, they always are, because RG3 will probably get injured five or six games in. It's a good chance. Uh, no pressure, no diamonds, literally. I, I just think that it doesn't make sense for San Francisco to make the trade because nobody above them is going to take that quarterback. The only one who might, like I said, is Dallas. Dallas will think about it. Because Jerry Jones is it's thinking crazy. about that quarterback. And, and he's they, crazy. And they like golf. They actually do like golf out there, and he would be loving to have them. Okay, and for golf, that's mm-hmm. why I'm going to spoil it with your mock draft because you mm-hmm. have so many quarterbacks going in just round one. Golf would be perfect for the Cowboys. Yeah. Because basically what they could do is to compare him to another Cal quarterback, mm-hmm. they could Aaron Rodger him. They could have yeah. him sit behind Tony Romo. Yeah, he may get thrown into the fire because, you know, Romo may get injured. Mm-hmm. But they could basically say, hey, sit behind this proven veteran and you'll have your time and, in the sun. I mean, that that does go with my, my mock draft really well of saying, because that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's going to be in Dallas mm-hmm. and he's not going to, Tony Romo can get hurt and Goff is not going to see the football field. They will go in with three quarterbacks and he will be quarterback number three. He will never play because they're going to do exactly that. They're going to try and let him just sit and learn. But the only thing that makes sense to me is really Philadelphia. But the problem for Philadelphia is they really don't have that many picks. No. It's one of those situations where I don't think they have what it takes to make this happen. They have pick, They got to do this year's first, next year's first. Uh, they might honestly have to do three firsts because they just don't have seconds this year. 
and they'll have like one second next year, if I remember correctly. Uh, and it's just not, they really don't have the value. Some people are saying, well, if they're going to go draft a quarterback, they don't need Sam Bradford. Maybe they could trade Sam Bradford. But do they? does Cleveland need Sam Bradford and RG3? Mm-hmm. No, they don't need that. Maybe they could take uh, you know some other players off, off of their hands, but there's not that many great things going on in Philadelphia. Here's another reason why I think the Browns should ultimately— I lean more towards just trading the pick outright and not uh-huh. caring who falls to you, mainly because in my mock draft— I really see, and this is just a first-round thing for me, I really see three quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. You've got the two at the top, and then that third, if the Broncos at 31 say, fuck it, Paxton Lynch is our guy. Yeah. Like, well, that's that's to me. Or the Cardinals. Yeah, but I, I don't see. The Cardinals, to me, can wait. They don't need to take that quarterback at 29. And I say that because the Browns, at 32, if they really wanted to, could trade the second overall pick, get a first still, still pass on a quarterback, and most likely take Connor Cook at the beginning yeah. of the second. First pick if they of, like Christian Hackenberg or, or Hackenberg, whatever they want. That Hackenberg would come in with whatever extra picks yeah. they would get below that. But they could, day two, get your quarterback and let them sit behind RG3. Mm-hmm. You don't need Wentz. You don't need Goff right now. You need, to me, for a team that is... Especially with the um, the guy from the Mets that they hired, the Moneyball specialist. Yeah. So trading for picks is great for a baseball guy. Oh, for sure, for sure. I think that's kind of what this is coming from. So we both agree that they should trade for picks. Yeah, I think cool. it's going to be the Niners though, because Chip Kelly's crazy. Let's say it doesn't happen; they don't trade for picks. Mm-hmm. Do you think once it's off the board, do they go with the quarterback? Do they go with Goff? Yeah, I think they're. Would I? Uh, would I if I was in Cleveland? Yeah, because I feel like you'd have to, because you're at the point where it's like you know what, RG three is kind of RG three is the stopgap. Yeah, I'm for sorry, sure. but he's a stopgap. I mean, he he can say no pressure, no diamonds, all he wants, but he's a stopgap. He's enough to make people go. Okay, he's better than nothing. And, I mean, Brian Hoyer is out there, and there's a chance that maybe the Browns say, fuck it, let's go with someone else and let him compete. take a Brian Hoyer. But I would love to say, yeah, the Browns would go with, like, Bosa or Tunsil, to, uh-huh. especially, like, a Tunsil. Okay, let's protect RG3. But the the Browns, if they don't trade the pick, the Browns make Brown moves, and that's draft quarterbacks. I can't imagine that they go for golf because no one they they didn't want the guy. I think it's a total smokescreen to say, yeah, we do want golf because they want someone to try and make that trade for him. Um, because then they can always pull the okay, yeah, we're willing to trade, but we really do want we want golf, mm-hmm. we want Jared golf, we really do. So you're gonna have to make it really worth our while. I think that's what it is. If they can't do it, I say they don't go and get that quarterback. Because they they've never been reported to really care that much mm-hmm. about the guy, I think they will go with a defensive player. I personally check out my mock, my mock draft. I'm saying Joey Bosa. Uh, I think he's back into the fold. We've gotten over the fact that he had that slow time. I, I think we can move mm-hmm. on from that. Which uh, I don't know. Be, like I, I think st- that's the better move. I still have Buckner rated higher as a defensive end than Bosa, mm-hmm. but. I think Cleveland would fall in love with Bosa more than Buckner because Buckner's more of a 3-4 guy. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, for sure. And I, I definitely... I think that Joey Bosa, unfortunately, has just kind of been forgotten about. And people are mm-hmm. kind of putting putting mm-hmm. a lot of other guys over him. And I, I think it's going to be kind of... Hey, he could fall to your Bears. He visited, oh, he's, he yeah. visited Chicago Like he's going to fall to 11. But it, it's just that <laughs> thing where a lot of... A lot of teams are going to pass on this guy. If you really, if the J.J. Watt comparisons are accurate, and I don't doubt that they are, mm-hmm. if any team who passed on J.J. Watt could go back and get J.J. Watt, they would do it. So you're going to pass on this guy again. A lot of teams are going to be regretting that later on, I think. I'll tell you, there's a handful of teams. That, I'm not going to tell you exactly where he went. you got to check out my mock draft down below. But there, there there's a handful of teams that uh, passed on good old... Joey Bosa in my mock draft, but tell us down below what you guys think. Should the Browns trade the number two overall pick, or should they draft a quarterback? Should they go defensive player? What do you think they should do? Tell us down below. But we're going to move on to our next segment, Mark, and we're talking, we're going to move away from Wentz, move away from Goff. Me and Sean have talked about it. Mike Rankin has talked about it. Me and Brandon talked about it. I know me and you haven't talked about Goff Wentz this week, but we've talked about Goff and Wentz so much in the yeah. past being a football podcast. Let's talk about other quarterbacks. And basically the question is, plain and simple, who's going to be the best quarterback in this draft not named Wentz or Goff? It's a good question. Uh, I think that the first thing that's going to come to people's mind is Paxton Lynch because he's the other guy who might be taken in the first round, right? I say no, it's not him. It's not him. I don't. I mean, you can see it from the pro day. I mean, when you got a guy having a pro day and he's missing throws, in the way Paxton Lynch was missing throws, that's not good. I don't go back to. I don't go all the way down to a guy like Dak Prescott. I don't think of Cardale Jones, the guy who was well known for winning and could have been a first round pick just last year. I have to say, it's either a guy like Christian Hackenberg, or it's a guy like Connor Cook. And it's not because they're the best quarterback out there. They're going to be, you know, mm-hmm. an absolutely amazing athlete or anything like that. It's just that I think these two guys are the guys who can get into a system and just rock that system. They can just be the best quarterback for that, and they can make smart decisions. They can do what they need to do, and they can win games with a good team. This might not be the answer of who's the best quarterback. But it's my answer to who's going to be the most successful quarterback and have the best career. If I had to pick one of these guys, if you look at my draft, Ricky, my mock draft, you mentioned it. I got more quarterbacks than most people have in well, the first you, round. You have, like, the only reason I have more quarterbacks than you in my mock draft is I did three rounds. Yeah, in my first round, yeah. I got a whopping four quarterbacks four in the first them. round. Is that going to happen? Probably not. But it makes sense because... I hate to give away my mock draft, but let me do it right here. We get to the end, and the, the Denver Broncos are thinking we need a quarterback. Because who's their quarterback right now? Nobody. Nobody's Mark their quarterback. Mark Buttfumble and Sanchez. Nobody's their quarterback. And I think Mark Sanchez can get the job done, but he's not going to do great things. I just wanted to say my name of Mark Buttfumble and Sanchez. Of course you did. Uh, and I think they sit there and they, they realize, because in my mock draft, the Browns did pass on a quarterback. So they know Connor Cook, he's gone. Mm-hmm. In this mock draft as well, Philadelphia Eagles, they don't have their quarterback. Christian Hackenberg, maybe he's gone too. You know, they're they're looking at these type of things, and they're thinking, if we want this guy now, we have to grab him now. We cannot wait. 
that's why I have a guy like Connor Cook going to a good quality team like the Denver Broncos. And I think even though Paxton Lynch is surprising people by being, you know, thought of as a number one pick, or, I mean, a first round pick, I honestly think Connor Cook is probably going to go before him. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I feel like Connor Cook goes before Paxton Lynch because we know what we're getting out of Connor Cook. Paxton Lynch is still a mystery. Yeah, and I mean, to me, there's two quarterbacks in this draft that, to me, I love them. And this is, like I said, outside of once in golf. So if you jumped halfway to this point and you're like, well, what about once in golf? We're not talking about once in golf. Yeah, they're done. However, to me, I really do like Connor Cook. I love Connor. Like the way I think Connor Cook is going to be our best day two quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be like Kirk Cousins because he came out of Michigan State. He's going to be a lot better than what Kirk Cousins has been. That's for sure. Like Hackenberg is a question mark to me because I just I just don't know with Christian Hackenberg. He was so good his freshman year and then not so good his sophomore year at Penn State to where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of shy on you. There's one kid, though, that I think this guy is not going to be the best quarterback five years from now. He may be the third best quarterback from this draft. It's going to go Wentz, Cook, Dak Prescott. And the reason why I say Dak Prescott is this kid reminds me, not necessarily play style 100%, just the kind of whole situation of yeah, he played on a good team in Mississippi State. I know Kaepernick played on Nevada, who was also a good team at the time. Low-round pick. He's going to come in, be a backup. I think eventually if he's behind somebody who's not that great of a starter, oh, wouldn't it be something if Dak Prescott went to Kansas City and then in three years pushed Alex Smith out of a job and completed my prophecy of being Colin Kaepernick? I just feel like this kid is eventually mm-hmm. going to be leading an NFL team and could probably do it for the 49ers. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Dak Prescott, has, he's going to definitely be one of those guys who's that project player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, some teams are going to draft him. But, I mean, there is too much for me to say of the, the not Wentz, the not Goff, you know, he's going to be the best option here because he is that project. It really depends on him going to a team that's going to give him that time to develop, who's got a guy who's either going to retire in the next four years, who's going to be able to get pushed out. Uh, you know, it's one of those type of situations. It's also one where he can't go somewhere like, let's say, Cleveland. He can't end mm-hmm. up in Cleveland who's going to draft a good, like a, a top quarterback in two years or one year. He can't go to one of those situations. He has to go to like, you know, the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. somewhere where they're not going to probably draft quarterback because they don't need one. They will let this guy develop. And can I say, I'm going to give you three things. Uh-huh. And I'm here, we're going to play a little game, actually. I've All got right. three quarterbacks from this draft class. Here they are. Hackenberg, Cardell Jones, Dak Prescott. I am going to give you the player mm-hmm. that CBS Sports compares the person to you got to tell me which quarterback they're talking about. You ready for the first one? What are, we're doing Hackenberg, Jones, and who? Dak Prescott. Okay. The first one, Jamarcus Russell. Oh. Ooh. 
Jamarcus Russell. Who else did he compare to Jamarcus Russell? Jamarcus, it says compares to Jamarcus Russell. Who do you think it is? Gonna go Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones. Yeah. Jay Cutler. Hmm. Hackenberg or Prescott? Dak Prescott. No. Hackenberg, they're comparing to Jay Cutler, saying, and I quote, players with power power arms and well-built frames, Hackenberg, Hackenberg and Cutler have similar strengths, but also similar question marks as inconsistent ball placement and pocket awareness can limit their pro ceilings. I'm sorry, Hackenberg, mm-hmm. but I see that comparison and my thoughts on Jay Cutler say you're fucking undraftable. Just don't draft him. And then the last one, because he's the last guy, they com- CBS compares Dak Prescott to Tim Tebow. He's basically Tim oh. Tebow. Wait, Tim Tebow, but they go ahead and say with a better arm motion and can actually throw the ball. So he's Tim Tebow who can throw the ball. So I'll take that over the other two. But, I mean, comparing, that's like me saying that this is like, he's like Aaron Rodgers in the fact that he plays quarterback and throws a ball. Not that he's good. They they say that he's got the same this, that, and then they say, although Prescott has a slightly better arm and more consistent mechanics, him and Tebow are similar in categories including composure, mobility, mm-hmm. power, and leadership. And hey, here's the thing, though. At least Tim Tebow's won a playoff game. Yeah, against the Steelers. Yeah, he beat the Steelers. You know what scares me, though, about Cardell Jones that I want to get in there? What's that? I'm reading, it, and it's an insider article, so if I if I decide to post it in the description, because I know some people on some other videos have gotten mad when I mm-hmm. put in the insider articles. If you guys want me to, I will. Otherwise, I'm just going to say this little snippet. John Gruden looked at Cardell Jones and Christian Hackenberg. And he wrote about Jones, that Jones is going to need tough skin. That scares me right away mm-hmm. about Cardell Jones. Because whenever you say a quarterback needs thicker skin, nope, not my guy. Yeah. Not my guy. Because the quarterback is going to get most, of the, most, if not all, of the criticism. And he's going to be able to have to take it. For sure. For sure. And he, I mean, I, I don't understand Cardell Jones. I mean, I understand he was successful for three games. But the guy got benched. He got benched. He played a total of eleven games job. in two years. He completely lost his job, and we're gonna think about drafting him in like round four. Mm-hmm. The guy's not even a starter. Are you gonna draft a backup center? No, you're not gonna draft a backup center. Why are you drafting a backup quarterback? He's a backup now in college. How is he going to become anything better than a backup? I understand that the guy's got some great skills. Cardell Jones should have came out after last year. He should have. And, it, it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that he didn't. This is the same kid, though, that had that um, that kind of— I'm not recruit- playing in school. Well, he made that tweet. But he is also the same kid, and yes, I'm calling him a kid, that came out and had the basically what the recruits do. Sit at the table, mom yeah. and dad's there. Oh, I'm coming back to play football. Yeah, you know what normal players do? Hey, coach, I'm coming back. That's yeah. what, that's what the normal guys do. That actually give a shit about the team. For sure. Yeah, I, it, it amazed me that he didn't. It amazed me that he stayed. It really did. Uh, it's I, I amazing how it. he didn't have a Tupac's hologram play. But the Tupac's hologram, I hear, is pretty pricey nowadays. I I just wonder. I wonder what would have been different. If he came I honestly out, think if he went out last, last year, year, some 
some team would have fallen in love with the idea of him, and I think he would have gone in the first round. Mm-hmm. I really, if he didn't go in the first round, for sure second round. I think someone would have fallen in love with him, and it would have been interesting. It really would have. But I, I don't know. I gotta go. Like I said, I think that Connor Cook falls to a good quality team, and I think that that's going to help him out in his future a lot. Because I think he's one of those guys who, if you get him in the right system, he is smart, mm-hmm. he will make the right moves, and he will be successful that way. Maybe not the best quarterback out there, maybe not the greatest of all time, but he will find success in the NFL. Well, this is where I want you guys down below, comment section, let us know who, what quarterback do you like, not named Carson Wentz, not named Jared Goff. Who do you like and why, and if you're a team that needs quarterback... What team, other, like what player other than Wentz and Goff, would you want your team to draft at the quarterback position? And now we're going to move on to the final top of the podcast. We're talking Jalen Smith. And the reason why we're talking Jalen Smith is because news came out today, yesterday, kind of early this week, I'll say, that the linebacker for Notre Dame who suffered a torn ACL and LCL in his left knee on the January 1st Fiesta Bowl game against Ohio State, is most likely he's out for the 2016 season. He ain't playing this year. However, after the weekend medical rechecks, there are teams that are unsure if he'll ever play again or if when he'll ever play again. And for me, I'm going to be honest, I went... I went more on the side of, and I'm the I'm like you, Mark. I hate giving away my mock draft, but with a pick in the third round, I'm going to give it to you guys. I've got Jalen Smith going third round, and this may be, don't kill me, the fan base of this team, but it's 72 overall. The Bears saying, I mean, if he if Jalen Smith is going to be done, then the Bears don't make that pick. But I think the Bears can go like they did it with the Kevin White. And said, you know what, we lost him for a year, but you guys are getting him back. If Jalen Smith can come back next year, or maybe the year after, then it's like, okay, let's take a stab on this guy, get us an outside presence, and it'd be great because Notre Dame is basically the college football team for Chicago. Unfortunately, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. Oh, me uh, neither. I hate Notre Dame. You know, actually, I did learn recently um, that like the amount of students that Iowa, University of Iowa, mm-hmm. Um, gets from Illinois is insane. Oh, it is. It's huge to where the point where you could make the argument, what's our, you know, what is our school here in Chicago in, in Illinois? University of Iowa, Iowa, the Hawkeyes. Well, it's uh, the same thing on, I know, a lower mm-hmm. level, but the kids that can't get into Iowa, where do they go? St. Ambrose. Yeah. If they want to go to Iowa, they go to St. Ambrose. So I, I look at this, I look at a player like this, and I, I think he had, he's got upside to him. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, the injuries happen, uh, and it is a risk. But if you a guy of that talent, if you can get him in round three, that's incredible. Well, if he plays, and I mean, plays. Todd McShay in his three round, his grade A mock draft had uh-huh. him going third round to the Saints. And to me, I was like, you know what, the Bears, the Bears are just that team that I'm like, fucking take it, just what at like. You know what? Just take it. At the third round, who, like, the third round is the players where it's like, okay, you know what? Mm, you, are they really going to start? 
you know what? We're just going to take him. You you wasted a first round pick on uh-huh. a guy who didn't play all of last year. And I say waste, not in the sense of that he's never going to play, just that you're basically getting that pick. You can put the Bears have already made a pick this year in the first round, and it was Kevin White. Essentially, yeah. You, you also got to look at the teams that have a lot of picks. The San Francisco 49ers, the New England Patriots, the Cleveland Browns, Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions. These teams all have double-digit picks, essentially. So that's great. I mean, any mm-hmm. of these teams can afford to, quote-unquote, waste, risk, whatever it is you want to say, one of these picks on a guy who might play, might not play. So I, I think those are the teams that might do it. A, a San Francisco 49ers will give it a shot. I even say, fuck it, the New England Patriots. Yeah, Why not? They, they did sure. it with Marcus Lattimore. Yeah. You got all the picks. You might as well use them on something uh, that could could work out. And it's exactly like the Lattimore situation where it's just, hey, if it works, great. If it's not, whatever, we still made 10 picks. You know, we still made 11 picks, whatever it might be. So why not? Just go for it. And he would be a great player in two years. And I was wrong. I was thinking it's the 49ers. You're right. The 49ers took Lattimore It'd be a gr- in 2013. Uh, a great player to have in two years if he plays. And if he doesn't, then whatever. It's not missed out on much. He, here's the thing I'm going to ask you, and this is more of an ethical to the mock draft side. Uh-huh. Todd McShay did his, and I know Todd McShay did his grade A before we found out that, hey, Jalen Smith ain't going to play this year. Put him in the third round. Mel Kuyper, who just came out with his, I want to say today, mm-hmm. was when he came out with his grade A mock draft. He put in the beginning, he's like, Jalen Smith, he ain't going to play this year. They don't know when he's going to play. I'm letting you guys know now, he ain't in this mock draft. Yeah. If you're coming up with a mock draft, let's say you were doing what I did, three-rounder, would you put Jalen Smith in the third round in any other rounds? Or you'd say, fuck it, we don't know anything. I'm going to wait until the draft to see what's happening. I'd put him in. I mean, why? Not? it's a mock draft. It's not like it matters. It's not like it means anything. They're just the thoughts of what teams might grab mm-hmm. certain players. Uh, so why not throw him in there? Because if you're going to draft this guy, it's round three or four. So it makes sense or that he later. would be in a third round. I think three or four. Man, I, talk, talk about you a, take a risk. Talk about a faller, though. I mean, this could be the guy that's like, and the thing about I say the third round is magical for this uh-huh. because if he does come back and you drafted him in the third round, you're getting a guy that originally people were talking between 15 and 20, some even in 10 to 15 range. Yeah. You're getting that kind of a player in the third round. I mean, people. I remember people as a Chicago Bears fan were saying that he would go to the Correct. Chicago Bears yep. mm-hmm. at pick number 11. Uh, that was the original mock drafts were saying mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, it, it would be a huge steal. It would be a great thing to get. And you might have to wait a couple of years for it to happen. But I honestly now, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, if you're the New York Jets, the Giants, you don't have a lot of picks, you don't want to make this. But if, you you're don't the want tit- risk if you're the Titans that have a ton of picks. Titans got as many picks as possible. You know, so, yeah, go for it. Give it a shot. You got nothing to lose. I I, I take this guy. I think that I don't know whether or not he's necessarily going to play, but I—, I what worries me is, and Lattimore's the perfect situation. Uh huh. Does he turn in to Marcus Lattimore being like, oh man, this guy's going to be a beast in a couple of years? And then, oh, well, he ain't playing. Yeah. And, and it's, it's possible. Lattimore's injury was 
his leg just got destroyed by a helmet. Mm-hmm. This was this is just a ACL LCL tear, and I know it's worse because he tore both of them. But guys have come back from ACL injuries, mm-hmm. but it's because of it's it's two of them that's yeah. the big deal. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be tough. It's definitely gonna be difficult to come back for, and a lot of teams might not even give him the shot. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams. I mean, this guy could potentially go undrafted. If if someone's saying, "Hey, this year's not going to happen. Next year's probably not going to happen." I hope he got a degree while he was in college. I hope he didn't come out early, because you're going to need it in that case. Because no one's going to draft you if it's going to be two years. And I looked back to my 1.0, and of course, this was when the draft order wasn't. A hundred percent set. What it is now, for sure. I had him going number twelve to the New Orleans Saints. That's where I had him. I had him as the twelfth overall pick in the draft. And I'm looking at yours, Mark, right now to see where you had him. You had him seventeenth to the Falcons, and this was our first one. Yeah, the one way back when you had him seventeenth to the Falcons. I had him twelfth, twelfth to the Saints. Mm-hmm. Long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. And a lot has changed. But that's going to do it for the onside kick this week. I want you guys to go down below and comment. If you're listening on SoundCloud, comment on anything that we talked about in this podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, let us know what you think of uh, Jalen Smith. Is he going to play? Should a team draft him? If you're on SoundCloud, hit that heart repost follow button. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe, baby. If you loved it, you got to hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's. Mark Weber. Most valuable pod is our most valuable podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. You can also find us on Snapchat using the same name, Most Valuable Pod. Sean, our social media guy, is doing a bang up job running all of our sites. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. We will talk to you guys next week. But as always. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.